Good morning. It's Monday, February 26th. I'm Beth Golay, and this is Wichita's Early Edition from KMUW News. Why daycare is going to the dogs. I see the, the younger generation having dogs, not kids. It seems like uh, everybody's got a dog and it keeps growing every year. We'll look into it after the news. New estimates from the Kansas Health Institute find that Medicaid expansion would result in 152,000 more low-income Kansans enrolling in the health care program. KMUW's Rose Conlon reports. Expansion would grow the state's Medicaid rolls by an estimated 106,000 adults and 45,000 kids, according to KHI analyst Sheena Smith. She says the majority of those adults do work, but still can't afford to pay for health insurance. Over half, almost 60 percent, worked at least 20 hours a week. Democratic Governor Laura Kelly's expansion proposal has a work requirement, with exceptions for caregivers, students, veterans, and some other groups. Polls show a majority of Kansans support expansion, but it remains unlikely to pass the state's Republican-controlled legislature. Opponents say it's too expensive. For KMUW News, I'm Rose Conlin. Wichita-based Coke Industries announced late last year a $3.6 billion deal to buy a fertilizer plant in Iowa. As Harvest Public Media's Sheila Brummer reports, some ag leaders worry that could create a monopoly. The purchase of the Iowa Fertilizer Company in the southeast part of the state is still awaiting federal review before the deal closes. A spokesperson for the USDA says when dominant middlemen control so much of the fertilizer supply chain, producers and consumers bear the brunt. Jason Spore is a sales manager for a co-op that serves western Iowa. He says when the Iowa Fertilizer Company opened in 2017, it brought more competition to the marketplace. So some of that now is going to go by the wayside, in my opinion. Democrats in the Iowa State House also have questions about the acquisition. They want federal and state regulators to investigate the impact consolidation would have on prices and the 260 employees of the facility. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Sheila Brummer. Johnson County says it destroyed old ballots and other election records this week. Officials say the move was in compliance with state law and was done under the direction of Secretary of State Scott Schwab. It came despite a request from Attorney General Chris Kobach that the records be preserved. He said they were needed for Sheriff Calvin Hayden, who began an investigation into election fraud in 2021. Hayden has questioned the integrity of the county's 2020 elections, even though there's been no evidence of significant problems there or anywhere in Kansas. Two companies are exploring building factories in southeast Kansas to produce renewable jet fuel. Celia Yopis Jepson of the Kansas News Service reports. Texas company CBR Energy is considering building a factory near Coffeyville to churn out half a billion gallons each year of renewable jet fuel and diesel. It'll finish preliminary engineering and cost estimates soon and then seek investment partners. Another company, Azure Sustainable Fuels in Canada, wants to build a nearly $1 billion renewable jet fuel plant in the same county. Montgomery County approved tax incentives for that in December. The biofuel market is growing because of federal tax credits, regulations in West Coast states, and aviation industry goals. For the Kansas News Service, I'm Celia Yopis-Jepson. Kansas is entering its wildfire season, which traditionally peaks in February and March. But fires year-round are becoming more common. Here's Kaylin Moore of the Kansas News Service. 
In southwest Kansas, a grass fire burned more than 350 acres earlier this week as the state enters the peak of wildfire season. According to the Mead Fire Department, the fire was most likely caused by a harvesting machine. 95% of wildfires in Kansas are caused by human behavior, and dry, dead winter vegetation fuels the flames. Aaron Williams, fire management officer for the Kansas Forest Service, says that in recent years, fires have become more common outside of wildfire season. What we are seeing more and more now is um, fires burning year-round. Williams says controlled burns are part of fire management, but small actions can cause an uncontrolled fire quickly. For the Kansas News Service, I'm Kaylin Moore in Liberal. Hundreds of mourners attended a funeral mass over the weekend for the woman killed during the Chiefs' Super Bowl rally. Lisa Lopez-Galvin was remembered as a loving wife and mother during the service. She also was a DJ who played at weddings and other events, especially in Kansas City's Latino community. She was buried wearing a Harrison Butker jersey, who is a kicker for the Chiefs. Lopez-Galvin was one of about two dozen people hit by gunfire near Union Station earlier this month. Two men and two juveniles faced charges in the shooting. The baseball cleats left behind when a statue of Jackie Robinson was stolen are being donated to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum in Kansas City. The statue was part of the League 42 Youth Baseball Complex at Wichita's McAdams Park. Thieves cut the bronze statue off at its ankles last month, leaving only the shoes behind. The statue was later found dismembered and destroyed in another Wichita park. Since the theft, donations have poured into League 42, including a $100,000 gift from Major League Baseball. The league plans to erect another statue. Applications will open Friday for the City of Wichita's lawn rebate program. Residents who replace their gas-powered lawn equipment with electricity or battery-powered items are eligible for a $100 rebate. Residents can also receive a $30 rebate for mulching blades for their mower. The program is in its third year. It's part of a sustainability initiative to reduce emissions and improve air quality in the city. Wichita received some funding from the state for the program. People who are eligible for the rebate can apply on the city's website, wichita.gov. We'll be back after this. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, we're taking center stage. Introducing NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of Black-led stories from NPR's podcasts. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts. This is Wichita's Early Edition. I'm Beth Golay. Forbes magazine ranked Wichita among the country's most pet-friendly cities a year ago. Dog ownership is on the rise, and for lots of people, that means finding someone to care for Rover while they're at work. Suzanne Perez looks at the flourishing industry of doggy daycare. On a weekday morning at doggy daycare in downtown Wichita, the pack is eager to greet a newcomer. About two dozen dogs scamper on the floor of a giant warehouse-style room. A merle-gray Great Dane towers above the rest. Chris Gillock has managed doggy daycare for more than 15 years. 
He says customers start arriving before 6 a.m. They come in through the door and the dogs are literally pulling their owners across the lobby to get in. Doggy Daycare, which opened on North Matthewson Street in 1995, was one of the first local businesses to offer daytime playtime for dogs. For about $24 a day, owners can drop off their dogs and know they'll be safe and supervised. And maybe more importantly, they'll run off some energy. We tire them out. That's our job. You know, they come in the next day, or he crashed, you know, right when he got in the car. During COVID lockdowns in 2020, nearly one in five American households adopted a pet. Many dog owners spent the pandemic pampering those pooches. But now they're back at work, and the dog training, grooming, and boarding industry generates more than $11 billion a year. Last month, Michael Schrader opened Camp Bow Wow in Goddard. It's part of a Colorado-based franchise specializing in luxury care for dogs. A video on the company's website offers a dog's eye view of the enterprise. I'm having so much fun at Camp Bow Wow, but I bet you already knew that since you can watch me on the live webcams. Schrader says modern pet owners consider their dogs part of the family. So doggy daycare, complete with nanny cams, art projects, and dog sitters trained in pet first aid and CPR, just makes sense. I see the the younger generation having dogs, not kids. It seems like uh, everybody's got a dog and it keeps growing every year. Sandra Thomas takes her one-year-old miniature schnauzer, Max, to Camp Bow Wow. To have a tired puppy at home. (laughs) Otherwise, he gets in lots of trouble. Thomas said she'd take Max to daycare every day if she could afford it. Instead, she reserves a day now and then when she needs to get stuff done around the house. When she picks him up, he's pooped. We barely get out of the parking lot and he's curled up asleep in the car. So very different than when I haven't brought him here. Michael Schrader from Camp Bow Wow says dogs are social animals by nature but daycare helps them learn their manners. So when they do go to dog parks and other, out in the community, their dog has been around other dogs from coming here and learning those cues from other dogs and how to behave better around dogs. Dog trainers will tell you that a bored dog is a bad dog. So a day spent running and wrestling at doggy daycare makes for a very relaxing evening. I get text messages from pet parents that send me a picture at night. They're laying there on the couch and their dogs are out on the floor. They said, you did your job. (laughs) For more on this story, including lots of cute puppy photos, go to KMUW.org. Thanks for joining us for Wichita's Early Edition. We'll be back again tomorrow. For KMUW News, I'm Beth Golay. Wichita's Early Edition is part of the NPR Podcast Network. On the latest episode of Into Music, Johnny Iguana discusses his time with blues greats Junior Wells and Otis Rush. I wrote down some stories that he told about what, what to do if I was ever in the city of Chicago and a lion was chasing me. He instructed me to jump into a swimming pool. That was my way to safety. That's Into Music, a new podcast from KMUW. You can find it at KMUW.org on your KMUW app, and you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.